0: All right, how's it going everybody tonight? We are Run The Real featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. And we have come together to complete this review for survival.
1: (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) Oh yeah, we gotta stick together, boys.
1: Yep, it's the only way.
2: We are back. With our final movie
1: in
0: the dinosaurs category, which was surprisingly hard to actually find movies that we could rent
1: for.
3: Yeah, Jurassic Park Fallen World.
1: Yeah, a little peek behind the curtain, but let's just say originally we were going to do that, but apparently you have to buy it if you want to watch it.
3: Yeah, shame on you, Universal. Shame on you. Yeah, shame. You gotta be stupid literally stupid to not offer something up for a rent because fallen kingdom is garbage right nobody's gonna buy that movie it's garbage you'd make more money from people renting it
0: well maybe not because if it's really that bad they may make more money off of people buying it than
1: the people who are gonna rent it yeah assuming they'll like it like, oh, yeah, the second Jurassic World. I'll just buy that. I'm sure I'll love it. And then, mm. no, no, no.
3: That's what reviews are for. You got to listen or read the review. And then you'll be like, I would never buy that, but I would rent it so I could laugh at it. Is that us? Is that our purpose? <laughs> That's yes. <us>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. All like 10 listeners. <laughs> and we're definitely reviewing the most timely movies, definitely movies you want us to <laughs>
3: <laughs> go get all the spirited away and. Castle Cagliostra listeners back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, yeah. What happened to them? I wonder. I guess we'll never know.
3: <laughs> they were like, they're not only talking about these, so we're gone.
1: <laughs> oh, I see. They've also reviewed Philosopher. <laughs> <Velocipastor. Huh>.
3: mm. <laughs> I don't blame them saying? there. I don't blame them. But hey,
1: that was for the <laughs> listeners. We did that for you guys. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it was a
0: request. So. Yeah, we did Jurassic World because we could not rent uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom anywhere. Even though that movie came out in 2018, I never watched it. So, uh, yeah, we just watched the regular Jurassic World. Um, which was released in 2015. I think all of us had watched it within like a period of a week, maybe two. Yeah. To get ready to watch Fallen Kingdom, but we couldn't do that one. So we were like, good to go. Anyways, we just like,
3: all right, let's review that one. Lies. I watched it for pleasure on my own time. Oh. <laughs> and really enjoys that movie. You know, we'll get into it, but I do really like Jurassic World. I think it's great. But
0: let me just blow through the logistics stuff here. So Jurassic World is kind of, I don't know if you'd call it like the reboot of the Jurassic um franchise. The last one was Jurassic Park 3, right? Yep. And that was um 2000 something it's been a while 2001 that's a long time ago
3: i remember seeing that in the theater
0: i remember that too and it's been a while i thought it was pretty good i haven't seen it in probably about 15 years maybe there was even a board game for it that was actually really fun
3: I do remember that one. That was fun.
0: But uh, Jurassic World was kind of, I guess, supposed to be maybe a reboot. I wonder if they were trying to do like a, a cinematic universe thing starting with this one. I don't know. But it made a lot of money when it came out. I'll get you a number for sure here pretty soon but Jurassic World was released in 2015 it was directed by Colin Trevorrow it stars Chris Pratt Bryce Dallas Howard um some other people mainly Vincent De Dion Frio who plays Hoskins who D'Onofrio D'Onofrio maybe yes that's him <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love that guy okay I'm just gonna say first time I saw this movie I hated him this time I watched it. I loved him. He
3: was amazing.
1: Wait, <laughs> <laughs> mean, is he the military guy?
0: He's he's the guy who's like in charge of what is it, IG? It's not IGN. Engine. <laughs>
1: Engine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I can't even remember. He's got some of the dumbest quotes that are like the most quotable <laughs> in this movie. Like he says the dumbest stuff.
2: Man, that's like everybody in this movie (laughs) (laughs) it's true but on imdb this
0: has a 7.0 out of 10 it has a i think that's 59 metascore it's kind of hard to see on my monitor here on rotten tomatoes it has 71 percent tomato meter which is fresh and 78 percent audience score so everybody's kind of around that that seven range mostly and just a quick synopsis i'm sure most people have probably already seen this movie But they have turned uh, basically what was Jurassic Park, John Hammond's idea in the original movie, into a theme park now. This is in the future. They don't say how many years after, but I'm guessing it's probably just, they just did what, the first one came out in 93, so 2015. Probably like real time. Real time. But to entice more guests and backers at the theme park, they genetically engineer a new dinosaur that puts them uh for a a spin gets out of the cage you know in a unique way and causes some mischief
3: (laughs) just a little bit runs around the jungle plays hide and seek with the other dinos ah yeah harmless pranks um so just a Cumulative
0: worldwide gross for this movie, it made $1,670,400,673. Oh, my gosh. This movie made a ton of money. And I think it came out um, the summer before uh, The Force Awakens. And so, like, dinosaurs got beat only by, you know, Star Wars in the same year.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like the biggest franchise. (laughs) So it was
0: like the reboot of two majorly profitable franchises in the same year. What do you guys
2: think about this one? You know, let's just throw it out there. You know Dan loves it. You know, I've always maintained my position about this movie. Anytime anybody brings it up and is like, it's so good. It's amazing. I've always said that this movie is better That it has any right to be.
3: (laughs) It's true. I agree with that.
2: Like, it makes me almost angry that I like it. (laughs) It drives me crazy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I really like it, too. Um, Yeah, I don't know what it is about the movie. I guess it's just, I was watching it the other day, and I was just, like, fixated on the screen. It's just, like, the perfect popcorn movie. The perfect summer blockbuster, I think, is what it is. It's just a lot of big, dumb action and, like, a lot of fun to watch.
0: I'm not going to lie, the first time I watched this movie, I did not like it. I don't know why exactly. I wasn't super into like cheesy movies, I guess, back then. And that's not that long ago. It's only five years ago. But I was really on a kick of watching movies on the top 250 of IMDb. And so I was watching a bunch of like amazing movies. And Jurassic Park, the original one, is on there. This is very much not like that in style. I guess this one is more of a kind of a cheesy B-movie, you know, popcorn movie. Like, it's the ultimate combo of all of those things, I think. And I was kind of expecting Jurassic Park, the original one, I think the first time I saw
3: this. Ah, that that's why you didn't like it.
0: I watched it like six months after because I think it came back over, you know, Christmas break at college and Dan had obviously purchased this movie it was like it's amazing you must watch it again (laughs) (laughs) i got it as a christmas gift oh you did yeah i couldn't remember Uh, i just remember you had it and i watched it again then and i was still kind of iffy about it but i watched it this weekend and i
3: loved it you know it was so much fun watching it this time yeah it's great like like you guys said it's a it's a cheesy b movie at heart it reminds me a lot of what John Carpenter was trying to do with Big Trouble in Little China, right? Make a super cheesy B movie, but with a huge budget for like an A lister. And it is great. It reminds me of a lot of that film in that way. and it's cool because like you get to see a fully realized B movie vision with the budget to back it up. And it's just it's a ton of fun to watch and participate in. Because we we all knew it was never going to be Jurassic Park, right? Everybody knew that. Even the director and the cast knew. We can't compete with that movie because that's an iconic film. So they went and did something completely different with it.
0: Yeah, I get that. I think the mindset I was going into was we were getting tons of just, they were trying to reboot you know, classic franchises and make the same movie that was amazing so many years ago that that's been a huge thing of the last 10 years they've tried to do that so many times and that's kind of what I went into expecting this one to be I think so I had the wrong like mindset going into this
1: yeah I would say this is even kind of a trendsetter a little bit with that style of reboot remake kind of thing where it's a sequel but it's set really far in the future so like there's hints at the original movie but if you hadn't seen it like you don't need to see it kind of That sort of style, kinda like Halloween, what they did with the, the new one. Blade Runner. Yeah, Blade Runner, what Candyman looks like it's gonna be. I don't think that really happened very often until this movie came out. That's a really
0: good point. I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's yeah, exactly what this one does. You know, it pays tribute to the original. Especially when the kids like find the old original Jurassic Park like main office area. Well, not office,
3: like main. The welcome center.
0: Welcoming center, yeah. That was really cool to see. The tribute was really kind of there. They were like, hey, exactly what you were saying, Dan. It's like, yeah, we can't beat this movie. This movie's amazing, so we'll pay tribute to it and do our own thing.
3: That's not the best tribute in this film. <laughs> oh, no. We'll, we'll get to that. But Are you talking about the king? The king is back. Oh, jeez. Oh. We'll get to that, but I want to segue into uh, Mike brought up exactly what i wanted to talk about with the reboot and terry saying it was a trendsetter that's like 100 accurate with this film because this is a reboot slash remake of jurassic park Um, it follows the same story beats but it does it in a unique way that's different enough to make it worthwhile for existing it's so cool because you spend all of jurassic park with All the intellectual characters being like, this is a terrible idea. This is never going to work. And then what happens? It, It doesn't work. It's a terrible idea. And so we're all sitting here wondering at the end of watching it, man, it'd be interesting to see what that park would be like if it did actually get up and running. So here comes Jurassic World years later. And they're like, this is what it would be like if this park was up and running, right? it's great because it's a fully realized scenario. It comes full circle with this film. And it's enough different with just that change that it makes it worth watching and you're excited because you know this is a terrible idea. We had that whole first movie. So you know stuff's going to happen that isn't good and you're just sitting there waiting for the stuff to go wrong.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point um, because it was... Super interesting, yeah, to see what the fully realized park from the original movie was like, you know, and people were coming and visiting it like it was, you know, Disney World and stuff.
1: And it's kind of a fun idea where they're like, you know, it's like dinosaurs aren't even enough anymore these days. You have to, like, invent a whole new species to get people to come down here. And I was like, wow, you know, that's kind of a meta thing a little bit, too. It's <laughs> like, yeah, well, you know, dinosaurs aren't enough. We got to spice things up a bit with this movie. Well, let,
3: let me hit you with something else super meta this movie does. It just plays into that really smart corporate angle that it takes with this. Everybody remembers the Brachiosaur scene from Jurassic Park where they first see it and they all stand up and look at it and they play the John Williams score while you get to see him walking
1: around. Yep, yep, classic.
3: Iconic scene. Everybody knows that and they're like, man... That's like probably the most iconic scene in that movie. Then this, this film comes and it, it twists that on its head. They use the same musical score, right? When the kids first get there and the little ones run around like, I want to see, I'm ready to go. They're using the same musical score. And then when he opens the doors, it starts playing that theme right when they see the brachiosaur in the original. But instead of that, you're seeing the theme park. There's not a dinosaur in sight. You're just seeing the entire park for what it is. And it's just such a cool twist because it showcases the corporate greed that and how it overcomes nature and what that ends up leading to with the destruction of the park and all the deaths of the tourists and stuff in this film. It's it's crazy. I love it.
0: You know, yeah... That's there, but i definitely say you have to do the critical eye deep dive on that because
3: that's... Let let me hit you with another layer too. It's also symbolic of the movie in itself because it's using the Jurassic Park name to make a big cash grab and get everybody's money because they're like, I remember the dinosaur movie Jurassic Park, so I'm going to come back and see this corporate spin on that.
1: Yeah, that's true.
3: There's so many layers in this film with the meta corporate undertones and stuff.
1: I did like that. I think there is like a more corporate layer to it, which is interesting with like the CEO even where at first you're kind of like, wow, this guy's really, he's a really cool dude. You know, sure. He's like a CEO. He's super rich and stuff. He's like flying a helicopter. He's all uplifting and stuff. But then when things kind of get down to the nitty gritty with like escaped dinosaurs and he's like, uh, well, we you know, we can't just kill it. I mean, we been 60 minutes like wait what you were so like uplifting all about the people i thought there's some interesting like subtext there about yeah corporations and stuff
3: he does the right thing in the end though by sacrificing himself well he was all like we don't want to kill it we want the asset control team to go catch it because this is what they do even though they're not trained to go get a rampaging t-rex like monster
1: i would assume yeah, I mean, he would have saved a lot more lives if he would have just been like, yeah, take it out right away.
3: Yeah, yeah. But after that, he's like, all right, go get the Gatling gun. I'm going to go fly fly us over there to murder this thing. <laughs> I got to
0: say, that brings me into one of the B movie scenes that I love this go around. When they're going to get in the helicopter and they're following them up there, and they're like, <laughs> Who's gonna fly the helicopter? We don't have anybody. And it like does this real long zoom in <laughs> right up to him, and he like pulls his, his sunglasses on. And he's like, We don't need anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, it's those little scenes like that that made me love this movie. The this go around, I don't care about the layers stuff in this movie, hardly at all. I didn't even pick them up. I, I've i only seen this movie probably, I'll, I'll say two times, because the second time I officially watched it, you know, legitimately, I really was like on my phone the whole time. <laughs> but all those little scenes like that, where it zooms in on the guy, he's like, we don't need anyone else. And he hops in there and flies a helicopter, or Hoskin is looking at, they've crashed the helicopter um, into the pterodactyl place. <laughs> and like, the. Whatever that dinosaur is called, Indominus Rex or whatever, is broke in there and he's just sitting there. He's like, looks like the fox is in the hen house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all those little things like that is what made this
1: movie for me.
3: Even the name of it, the Indominus Rex, it's so cheesy and so stupid.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they even make fun of it themselves <laughs> yeah. in the movie, which is kind of fun. Yeah. I think, yeah, this movie's full of just kind of fun characters with, you know, like, yeah, the nerdy guy who's working on the the computers the whole time. And yeah, like uh, Chris Pratt's just like the manly outdoorsman kind of animal trainer. They're all like really a bunch of fun tropes that they're just like always classic to see on screen.
3: And it's self-aware in a good way, too. Like all the characters are in on the joke. It's, it's great. It just makes it really fun to watch and you can get attached to the characters really easily.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, Hoskins' whole goal of everything he does in this movie is to get the velociraptors (laughs) and the military. That is his whole goal throughout this whole movie. That's the only reason this guy is alive. He's like, we got to get these velociraptors out there.
1: (laughs) They can take orders. It's like... Yeah, because this guy has trained them for years and stuff. He's trying to get these random military dudes to train. It's like, dude, that's not going to work. And also that Indominus (laughs) Rex is huge. Those little raptors aren't going to be able to stop him. He's like, I just want to get him out in the field. We got to do a test run. It's like, that's the dumbest idea. Like, I love Raptor Squad, but man, like, you're really stretching this like.
2: What? No, no, Hoskins is so real hoskins is like every project manager i know come on man we gotta get this thing through i don't even care what else is going on i know that this one thing is the only thing that matters that's all
1: yeah that's true but i don't know i just thought it was kind of weird like i don't think this is the obvious solution to your problem man like (laughs) (laughs) those things are small like they're deadly sure but to a gigantic I don't know. They're It's like huge compared to those velociraptors. It's like bigger than a T Rex. And there's only four trained raptors. <laughs> Maybe if they had unleashed like a swarm of them.
3: Hoskins just knows that this movie's one step closer to getting laser raptors in a film. Oh, and he's yeah. all for it. Like, let's put some lasers on raptors and have them go blow stuff up in the military.
0: You know, we haven't talked about it, but velociraptors are, like, a staple in dinosaur movies. Like, even in the bad ones, like, velocipasture. You know, I think we...
3: <laughs> even though that wasn't a raptor, but... I you know, know yeah, it wasn't a raptor, but it had
0: the <laughs> veloci, you know, part of it. There was um, this movie that was... I was so pumped for when I was a little kid. It was called like a Velociraptor Island or something. It was a sci-fi movie. And like these Navy SEALs got trapped on an island with Velociraptors or something, you know? They're a huge staple of dinosaur movies, Velociraptors are. I'm pretty sure there's probably like five asylum movies that deal with them as well.
2: At least. It's gotta be.
1: Yeah, and I mean, they're the my favorite part of this movie probably too. I really like the whole raptor thing. With Chris Pratt and his raptor buddies that he's trained and like, who's the alpha, that kind of thing. Chris Pratt riding alongside him (laughs) with a motorcycle. Man, I loved all those scenes with the raptors when they're fighting at the end with them. Oh, man, I was totally committed to this idea. And I mean, that's a cool idea, like training these deadly machines, you know, and like uh, it's like it's an interesting concept to like put them in the military and like use them I, I really like that concept
3: raptor squad is the best part of this whole movie it is so cool then it turns into a horror film when they get or turn on everybody oh that was so cool <laughs> it's like it's straight up like a horror film like you see them just destroying people and like dragging them and screaming through the brush it's it's Awesome.
1: (laughs) And there's like blood splatters sometimes too, like surprisingly a large amount of blood flying around. There was a lot more blood and gore than I remembered in
2: this movie, I gotta say.
3: Oh yeah. Like when the Indominus chomps on that dude and it just like showers through the leaves. Oh man.
0: I'm gonna say the first time I watched this movie, I didn't like it, but the one thing that I absolutely loved was the Raptor Squad scene. Yeah. Where they're like riding... Chris Pratt is on his uh, his bike. He's all fixed up, and he's like leading the Raptors, and they're following him, and they're on the hunt. And there's the like squad of elite guys behind him. That was so cool. That was the one thing I was like, all right, yeah, this movie
1: did this really well. And that scene is so good. So they do a great job of establishing, like, yeah, just the relationship between Chris Pratt and these Velociraptors like how much he cares about him and stuff. I really, yeah, they do a really good job of getting me attached to these dinosaurs.
3: And there's, like you said earlier, Terry, um, trying to establish who's the real alpha. Every time they're on screen, you've got that little bit of tension that's driving it forward. It's like, all right, is Chris Pratt gonna maintain dominance over these guys or are they gonna turn on him or what's gonna happen? You never really know throughout the whole film until the very end. And it's it's cool. Chris Pratt's not the alpha. They almost eat him in the
2: beginning. <laughs> but he's he's like up there. He has that power struggle. He's about a second from getting chomped on. And then he's like, that's blue. She's the beta. Well, who's the alpha? You're looking at him.
3: But they still take his orders and stuff too, though. You gotta think too. Every other Jurassic Park
0: movie that came up to this. The velociraptors just Mindlessly kill everyone, and they're like even more deadly than the Tyrannosaurus Rex a lot of the time. In Jurassic Park three, they get the uh, the Velociraptor horn or whatever, and they can like kind of uh, keep them off of them when they blow that, you know, that horn. But in every other Jurassic Park movie, the Velociraptors are such an important, you know, I I would say the a character, a group character. Because they show up and they provide the tension.
1: Well, yeah, they've been setting up like how smart these creatures are all three of these movies. So like it's it only makes sense that yeah, they're smart enough to, you know, take orders and do all these things. Because yeah, we've seen in the last three movies them like progressively like becoming more complex. Like, oh, suddenly they can actually like talk to you and you can like use whistles to talk to them and stuff like that.
0: So it is really cool to see the progression or evolution of the Velociraptor character up to this movie to where they can actually kind of communicate with them and train them or at least beyond somewhat of a same playing field as the Velociraptor, you know? I mean, in the final battle with the uh, Indominus Rex and the T-Rex, Blue shows up there, you know? It's really cool to get to see the original kings of the dinosaur world, the natural ones. Well, I guess they create them in a lab still, but <laughs> more natural than others, I guess. Forget
3: about it. Forget about that part. <laughs>
0: but uh, I get to see the original kings from the uh, the original series come back and fight with this new dinosaur. That was really cool. Let's talk about that
3: because. When Bryce Dallas Howard was like, I've got an idea and runs off. I was like in the theater. I was like, no way. Are they doing what I think they're going to (laughs) do? And then she goes and lets it out. I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to come kick some butt. That was so cool. Then he like, just to make it even better, he like breaks through the Spinosaurus skeleton, totally dissing Jurassic Park 3, which is okay
1: with me. (laughs) I like the Spinosaur. I did
3: like this finest too, but they did do a disservice to the T-Rex in that one, unfortunately.
1: They got to one-up him. Come on. He's
3: the bigger bad. He does kind of get one-upped in this one too, but they handled it much better in this one.
1: (laughs) I will say if I had any like major complaints though, I do think this ending feels kind of like, I don't know, forced is the right word, but. Like, the T-Rex isn't in this movie at all until the very end. I mean, there's, like, a scene of him eating a goat, maybe. It's off screen, but they really could have set him up a little bit better, I think. Like, the Raptor we've been seeing this whole movie, that makes sense. But suddenly it's like, oh, I've got an idea. Here's this new thing that we haven't seen at all in this movie. Let's bring him in. I don't know. Like, we all know who the T-Rex is from the other movies, but I feel like they could have set him up.
3: I like that they saved him. Yeah. It was, like,
2: for us, right? Like, (laughs) Man, when, like, yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard pops up there, opens the gate, and lights the flare. And you see his eyes glowing? Yeah! And, like, you know what's coming. Like, we knew what was coming. I don't know. I (laughs) I like that.
0: Yeah, I like that. I would say it's comparable to, like, a Godzilla movie in the fight showdown. You have the new bad guy who shows up, and he takes over, and he becomes king. Specifically... Referencing like Godzilla, King of the Monsters, but <laughs>
1: yeah, but but all of those monsters get set up. That's
0: true, but he doesn't get set up in this one. But he's had you know the movies to set him up to this point. Everybody knows who he is in Jurassic World's universe at this point, or Jurassic Park, and they know he's the original king, the original bad boy, the T Rex.
1: Yeah, and see, my other complaint though is that like they kind of turn him into a superhero a little bit. And I don't know if I like that, where it's like, he's like, he kills the thing, and then he's like, all right, you know what, Raptor, you're cool. You know what, humans, I won't worry about you either. We're good. And he just leaves.
3: <laughs> Man, he got beat up. He almost died. He's like, I'm not gonna fight anymore. <laughs> I gotta go run away.
1: <laughs> That's true. He was pretty wounded, but I don't know. I feel like he probably would have tried to eat those people or something. Maybe. And then he has this like heroic roar at the end. I mean, they're really like, I don't know, showing him up for the camera kind of thing. It's like, yeah, okay. You know, in the first one, he was like a true menace. And in this one, he's kind of just like a a superhero who shows up to save the day. How dare you bring your logic into this place? (laughs) Hey,
3: that's our... Terry, Terry, yeah. That is basically what happens with Godzilla. What are you talking what? about? What he's do you a mean? menace <laughs> in the first and arguably the second one. And then he comes back as the superhero to fight Kong and then all <laughs> the other ones.
1: But still, I mean, in the Godzilla movies, at least they're setting up the characters and the monsters. And this one, the T-Rex just shows up. He doesn't get set up at all. No,
3: they set him up. They set him up with the, you know he's there still because they show him chomping on the goat. He's the T-Rex isn't the focus. He's just the big um, bonus we get at the end, to like just blow you out of the park, essentially.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it, it only gets worse in this fallen kingdom. They do him. They do him exactly the same way. And it's like almost too much. But in this one, I was just kind of there's like a, a hint at what's to come a little bit, too. And it's like, eh, I don't know. He he was a big deal in the first two, even in the third one. He's he gets his butt whooped, but I don't know. It feels like a kind of a disservice, even just, you know, like at least make him a main, bigger focus of the movie.
3: There's so much going on, though, too. It would have been hard. I think it would have been a little too much interjecting him in there, really. I get what you mean,
0: Terry. It's a complete fan service last battle, is what it is. You have the T Rex come in, you have the Velociraptor come in, and then you have what's that thing? The Megalo,
3: whatever. The Mosasaurus, that's what
0: it is. Yeah, 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 that's what it was. I mean, it's a complete fan service last battle, and I'm glad we got it, and then you get the scene of the T-Rex stand there, he's like, (laughs) you know, roaring, and the Velociraptor's there. Like, it doesn't make any sense, because the T-Rex would, in probably real life, he probably would see that thing and be like, I'm not messing with that, and just (laughs) dip out of there, and the Velociraptor would have never even came, you know? But it's fan service and i enjoyed that fan service a lot it's not overly the top of my face and the last battle was super you know kind of godzilla-y but with dinosaurs you know
3: and i mean going in into this the last thing i was expecting was a full-on godzilla-esque dinosaur battle at the end it's the perfect way to end it it's so cool I was sitting there in the theater going, "Man, this is awesome. I'm getting every bit of the money spent on this ticket." <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, it's a cool fight, that's for sure. I did like that. It's just fun to sit back and watch this movie. It's a like the ultimate popcorn beer B movie that we will ever get that has over whatever budget this had, 100 million or whatever. It's probably the biggest budget B movie we will ever get. Is this movie?
3: And it was successful, unlike Big Trouble in Little China was. Oh, sad. Which is sad. It's is that is a very bad crime that that occurred because that movie's awesome as well. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Luckily, like with a lot of his movies, it's like gotten very popular in like the later years. People have kind of gotten it's grown on him. There's even like a talk of a remake with The Rock. Which no, 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 no. I don't think I want The Rock in it, but i like the rock (laughs) with b movies you can't
3: remake a b movie because there's a lot of luck that goes into b movies being right (laughs) or being as good as they are to watch (laughs) it's
0: hard to get that feel to a b movie naturally i'm gonna say we've been talking this movie up a lot i do have some criticisms i do too actually I think the kids are pretty much worthless. There's that whole subplot where they're like on that train or shuttle or whatever you want to call it.
3: Ooh, that's so cringy. Oh, no.
0: They're like, oh, our parents are going to have a divorce. And the older kid's just like trying to hit on the girls behind him, (laughs) even though he's got a girlfriend. (laughs) I like
1: that stuff, though, actually. But
0: considering everything else that goes on, there's like no point. Like, why?
1: It's like, th- it's the heart of the movie. I really liked it. It's an interesting relationship. Some some drama to get into a little bit.
3: But it's so, it's so cringey, right? Like, the the rest of the movie, it's it's firing on all cylinders. And it's like, we're having fun. We're being stupid and making stupid jokes and stupid remarks about things and pointing it out and laughing at it and having fun. And then it's like, anytime they show up, it's like, it just drags the movie down from its pedestal and it's like, here, let's watch these two monkey around. I totally get what they were doing with it though, because they're going for the I mean kids have always been in the Jurassic Park stuff throughout all the other movies, but they don't they don't handle them as well in this one. And a lot of their stuff it's just like I just want to get back to all the other things that are going on. There there is a little bit of tension when they actually go off road and encounter the dinosaurs and are running away. I thought all that was fine, but the the character building isn't really as good with them as it is with, like, Bryce Dallas Howard's character, I don't think.
1: Yeah, I guess they kind of do get, like, they get kind of set to the curb towards the end. They literally do get, like, trapped inside of a truck and don't do anything. But, uh, yeah, I liked all the stuff before that, though. I kind of like the relationship between the two. You know, it's kind of the the classic trope of, you know, the kind of too cool for school, that sort of thing with the older brother and you know, the young kids, the nerdy, like, oh, look at this. But it's kind of funny, you know, seeing the park through their eyes and stuff and seeing their older brother warm up to the younger brother. I thought all that stuff was nice.
3: It, it is nice. I just think it could have been handled better or we could have, I I don't know. I think they could have done something better with those two because a lot of their dialogue isn't great. And that's not good when you're trying to be serious in a B-movie like that, right? And you're still using the same caliber of dialogue. It doesn't really work as well. Like, I, I completely get what they're doing, and I'm all for it, because you don't really see that too awful much in films, but I think they could have done it better.
0: I think they were just there to appeal to kids, because kids love dinosaurs, Kids love Jurassic Park and I think after this you know Jurassic World toys were like in stores and you could buy like Chris Pratt on his motorbike with the raptor toys and everything. I feel like they were more just there for like the marketing to kids and I would much rather prefer it if they were completely out of the movie. To be honest, we just got more time with Chris Pratt and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and Hoskins. But I get it. They got to cater to the kids as well because they were huge when uh, like the original Jurassic Park movies came out. Kids love dinosaurs. It's, it's just going to be a thing that
3: happens. And I didn't hate everything with them. Like I liked what they were going for with it. But I really liked uh, when they were in that gyrosphere ball and were going around, right? and then the indominus shows up and destroys it even if i don't think they did the best job with those characters you still like them enough that you don't want to see them get eaten by the Rex. so <laughs>
0: yeah they're not bad like when they fix up the jeep and stuff and the original welcoming center and then chris pratt shows up he's like how did they fix that i don't even know how to fix that That was <laughs> that was fun that was they're not awful they're not the worst i do think They're just there to kind of appeal to younger audiences.
2: They're like a vehicle, right? They just, we
3: gotta see the dinos, but we gotta have a reason to see the dinos. And it is cool seeing them run around and stuff, like, (laughs) it's funny when they're at the little the petting zoo portion i guess you'd call it and the kid's like man i'm not a baby or whatever (laughs) let's go see some real stuff
1: dude i would be all for that petting zoo at this yeah even at my age (laughs) that thing looks so cool
3: i would too little dinos are so cute but it's like I I liked all of that, but I think I'm more with Mike, where I would have rather they didn't try to do character development with them. And it's just like, here's the vessel that we're seeing the movie through, and then they just get involved in lots of weird hijinks with the rest of the cast type of thing. And two, they're not the main characters of the film. Bryce Dallas Howard's the main character of the film, her and Chris Pratt. I think it's a little weird that they try to do so much character development with the two kids.
1: Eh, I don't know if they are. They all get pretty equal screen time. I that would. I don't know if anybody's really the main. I think it's more of an ensemble thing.
3: Well, Bryce's character is the only one who goes through like a, a character change throughout the film.
1: Yeah, the brother, like they bond and get closer.
3: Yeah, that's true.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know if there is like a main central character. They do jump around between all these people quite a bit, but they make it work. It does feel a little weird to me because
2: it kind of feels like once they all get together and group back up, when it really starts hitting the fan, that they feel like a squad, you know, like Chris Pratt's the dad and Bryce Dallas Howard's the mom and these are the kids. But then the parents show back up and you're like, oh,
1: wait, <laughs>
2: those aren't their parents. They are. They have to leave now.
1: I was loving it when they're all like, who is that guy? When they're talking about Chris Pratt, like, <laughs> it's like can great. we stay with him? Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole kids aspect, I just want to compare it back to the original Jurassic Park. The kids in that movie were done very well compared to how they were handled in this one. They're not handled awful in this one, but compared to like Jurassic Park, where they had kind of the same dynamic with the younger um, sibling and the older sibling, Jurassic Park does a way better job of handling that. It's it's the same dynamic that you had back in Jurassic Park, but now in Jurassic World where you had the two like parent figures who aren't actual the parents and the two kids who aren't actual, you know, like you have the younger sibling, the older sibling. It's the same aspect. It was just handled a lot better in Jurassic Park than it was in Jurassic World.
1: Yeah, I think they do better of connecting the characters together in that one rather than. Because in this one, they're all like separated the whole time, whereas in Jurassic Park, they're all together. It's like it's kind of weird when they finally do all show up together because it's like, well, nobody knows each other. We don't have any like relationship building between any of these people. Yeah, if they would have had them all meet up earlier, I think it would have made it a lot better.
0: So, are we ready for some overall presentation then? Anybody got anything else before we jump in?
3: I'm good. I think I'm ready.
1: Yeah, let's do it. So we got a scale that we use to rate these movies. It goes from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it, in that order. We all give a little summary, and then we try to average out our scores at the end. So, Okay, I'll jump in here before you guys get any shenanigans. Hold on a second. I've genetically spliced many different algorithms together to create the perfect random picker.
3: Oh, this is the final say you say, huh?
1: It's not so simple these days, you know, just to pull up old Google and type in random picker. You got to get the best parts of each random picker and combine (laughs) them together. And then you got to splice them just right so that they're the most optimized version it can be. So let me just uh, get this running here real quick. How fast is it? Oh, it's Fox. Fox. It's Mike Oh!
3: Oh! Who would
1: have guessed? The
3: final
2: say. <laughs> Not me. Man, I was on the edge of my seat there. Could have seen evolution coming 100 years away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you? I spent years working on this algorithm.
0: So like I've said in this review, I didn't like this movie the first time I saw it. I don't know exactly. Maybe I wasn't in the right mood. Maybe I was expecting other stuff after all these other reboots we'd had. But this time, I actually really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. I would buy this. I thought it did what it did well. When I look at it, it's probably the highest budget B-movie-esque movie that will ever get made. And I wouldn't mind kicking it back with a beer, some wings, and watching this movie on, you know, a Saturday night. I got nothing going on. It does have some stuff with the kids that I wasn't about, but... Everything else is kind of going good, you know? <laughs> That's not the best way to say that,
2: <laughs> but it, it, it's
1: going good. Wow. <laughs> it's going good,
2: huh? <laughs> like I was saying at the beginning of this review, you know, this movie is like way better than it has any right to be. I mean, it's so much fun. <laughs> and it's almost maddening that it's so much fun. I hadn't really thought of the, uh, the b b-movie angle until uh, you brought that up dan but that is a good point i mean the writing is so cheesy this has a crazy budget that you almost expect it to take itself seriously but it really doesn't and that's what makes it awesome it harkens back to the original jurassic park while bringing in a lot of new elements as well as some underlying layers that welcome in a new audience to get into the franchise and not feel like they're missing the joke because they haven't seen all the old movies i'm gonna give this one a watch myself but i'm very close to a buy we we do own a copy in this household but i did not purchase it (laughs) well 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 i'm not sure i would watch it unless somebody else wanted me to but i probably wouldn't complain too much if they did It's a a pretty fun ride. Chris Pratt's awesome. Bryce Dallas Howard, who appears to be the new Uma Thurman, is awesome. So yeah,
1: definitely worth a watch. Yeah, this movie is pretty awesome. It is really cool to see the park in all its glory. Just like looking at all these dinosaurs, like the giant sea monster dinosaur. There's the raptors. Yeah, like the raptors, they make this movie for me. Like, they're so awesome. Chris Pratt hanging out with these raptors. They build him up perfectly, and then when he's riding in the forest with them on his motorcycle, it's just like the pinnacle of awesome. Even that enough is enough for me to say, yeah, this movie is worth watching. Um, but there's other stuff that's good, too, in this, and I mean, I do have some complaints about the ending. Sure, the T-Rex kind of just shows up out of nowhere, but, you know, the fight is really cool, so I can't complain about, like, the, I guess, would you call it Cory choreography <laughs> for that fight. <laughs> I don't know. And I mean, we I didn't really talk about it, but I do like how it ends with the giant sea monster eating him. Because I do set the sea monster up, so that kind of makes sense to me. Overall, yeah, I do really like this movie. I, I was debating earlier today, like I was kind of in between a, a buy it and a watch it. But, you know, as we talked about it, I've kind of, my fondness has somewhat grown. So I'm going to give it a buy it. I, I do think it's like the perfect popcorn movie. If you just want to like chill out, watch something that's definitely going to entertain you, just throw on Jurassic World. Because, yeah, when I watched it again the second time, my eyes were just on the screen. I was totally in on it. And, yeah, it was it was great.
3: So I loved this movie. I loved it um, from the moment I finished watching it in the theater. I was like, that was awesome. And every time I watch it, I like it a little bit more. Yeah, I, I overdid it with all the layers of this film just <laughs> being funny because that's not the main point of it. But
1: I think it's there, though. I think you brought up some interesting points.
3: It is, it is there, um, and it helps it stand on its own, which is nice. Like I said, Jurassic World respects the source material but takes it in a new direction, even when following the same story beats for the most part. And it's fun. It's such a fun movie to watch. It knows that it's silly, and it makes you laugh along with all the silly, crazy things that happen. And then it goes above your expectations by showing you awesome scenes like the raptor squad and then massacring the military guys or the um, Godzilla-esque fight between the, the T-Rex, the Indominus Rex, and the Velociraptor at the f- end of the film. The only faults I really have with it are, um, that the kids weren't handled as well as they could have been. I mean, they're not like super integral to the plot like they were in Jurassic Park. So that's not helping them any, but I think if they could have tightened that up just a little bit, it would have been even better than what it is. I, I do love it. It's probably the best B movie with the highest budget we'll ever get or ever, ever see And I just, I love that it did so well at the box office because this is the type of reboot remake I would want to see more of. It's just, yeah, it's great all around. The music's good, even though it's not um, John Williams doing it. The music's still good. The CGI is superb. I watched this movie a ton (laughs) since it came out. I love it. It's one of my favorites. I think. It's definitely my second favorite Jurassic movie. I think it makes a nice, like, double feature with the first Jurassic Park movie. Watch that and then watch Jurassic World, and you will you'll have a fun time, I think. So, this is definitely a buy it for me. I wouldn't even consider anything else.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right.
0: Well, there you have it Jurassic World, a buy it from Run the Real, certified.
3: Mike, I'm so glad you changed your tune on this movie. <laughs> I am too.
1: I, I did have a lot of fun.
3: I tried to get you to like it so many times.
1: <laughs> you know what, Dan? It finally worked. You're like, think of it this way. You do like this movie. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I'm not gonna lie. I have talked a lot of smack on this movie over the
0: last five years. And uh, look, I changed my mind. I do have a couple of little bits of like just trivia to talk about here. So Colin Trevorrow was actually set to direct episode nine of
1: Star Wars, but then he left over creative differences. Ah, okay. Interesting. I do remember, yeah, that's where I recognize his name. Because I remember hearing like who the lineup was for these new Star Wars. He still has a writer credit on there, but he
0: um, was set to direct and write it. How they were doing, like everybody does, they directs and writes their own chapter for seven, eight, nine. I think it would have been interesting to see what he did with Star Wars, considering what he did with this one. June 11th of 2021, Jurassic World Dominion is slated to come out. It's going to be directed by Colin Trevorrow. It's going to star Bryce Dallas Howard, Chris Pratt, and Sam Neill as Alan Grant. They're bringing Alan back. Sam Neill's coming back? Yep. Oh, I love Sam Neill. Jeff Goldblum is also... On the cast list. Really? Yes. Wow. He's coming back to save the franchise. To be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if this gets delayed a year or maybe at least another six months. Um, Considering what's going on in the world right now with all that stuff, I think this will probably get delayed. But it's something we have to look forward to. He's coming back and he's going to bring the old cast in with the new guys, you know.
1: I am curious where they could go with this because... Man, you guys want the scoops? This is what IMDb says is the plot. Oh, okay. Yeah, the summary or like the preview or whatever, log line. Yeah, yeah. You ready? Yep. Plot kept under wraps.
2: No! <laughs> no! <laughs> no. <laughs> How could you do this to us?
1: <laughs> if I had to guess, they're going back to the island. <laughs> <laughs> i hope not one more time bring him back the original guys that does bring me hope to know that this guy's coming back because i mean yeah i don't know yeah we'll see because ah, uh, yeah that's interesting i don't know where else they could possibly go with it but i'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt on this one
0: what, what what's our next category what we got coming up
1: so i think what we want to do is we're going to do some detective whodunit movies that kind of thing I know there is one movie that one of our listeners wanted us to do, and I, f- I mean, it seems like a perfect fit for this category, so we're going to do Knives Out first. Yeah. We'll solve the mystery of, is it a buy it, pass, burn it, watch? <laughs> yeah, this movie looks like a ton of fun. Yeah, I'm curious to see what uh, Yeah, you guys think about it. Hi have already seen this. Me and Fox saw it together, so. Yeah. I am looking forward to watching this one, actually. Like, I love these whodunit movies. I
0: I just love them. There's not enough of them that are made. Mystery movies are always fun.
1: I love mystery movies. Well, yeah, if any of you listeners out there want to solve the mystery of how to get in contact with us, I'll just reveal all the clues right now. You can hit us up on Facebook or on Twitter at RunTheReal. Or you can even email us at runtherealpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Yeah, hit, send us some recommendations. We want to hear what you guys want us to cover tell us what you think about jurassic world 2 do you like it is it good is it a good reboot we want to know
0: yeah hit us up we'd love to hear from you well thanks for listening to us everybody tonight we really appreciate it be sure to get in contact with us and stay uh stay around listen to us for next week we're gonna get into the who it category so that should be pretty fun so this is run the Reel. signing off